0: Let me talk to you. Yeah. Happy Sunday and good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world and whenever you are tuning into this video. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Bob Thomas. And welcome to another episode of Ruthless Talk. Oh, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. It is time to go over the biggest party of the summer. Yes, it is time to talk WWE SummerSlam. However, this is not just any ordinary review. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another edition of The Good, The Bad. And the ugly so for some of you who are unfamiliar with this type of review allow me to demonstrate the rules is we're going to just jump straight into the show and just jump straight into this review so for each match in each segment it will get at least one tally for every tally that does go into this ugly column well that is going to be crossed off into two bads once we make the final tallies of this said review. We will tally everything up to see whether this show was either good or it was a bad paper you. So we're going to jump straight into this first match. There is no time to waste. There was a lot to get into. Let us dive straight into it. WWE SummerSlam, August 5th, 2023 live in Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. Opening matchup was Ricochet versus Logan Paul. Match time was close to 18 minutes um, in length. So Logan, right from the jump, is just mocking Ricochet. He's like, you know, shining his bald head in the face-to-face to to start off the matchup. Logan Paul delivers a neckbreaker onto the apron. He's talking shit to Samantha Irving. Obviously, Samantha Irving, the ring announcer. Um, Her and Ricochet, I believe, are like... uh, are getting married. I think they're uh Rick it's Ricochet's fiance or so whatever. So, Hey, shout out to those two, but yeah, fricking, fricking Logan Paul is talking shit to Samantha Irving. Samantha Irving just has this disgusted look on her face. Um, Logan delivers a running power slam, kind of similar to the power slam that Braun Strowman does. So of course, you know, tying into Ricochet and Braun Strowman and that whole, that whole tag team, um logan getting tremendous heel he he, here's here's what i'll say brian and obviously i'm going to get to your thoughts once i finish up this match logan paul was just was just damn solid i I mean this is a guy we've spoken so highly about for justified reasons and and this match is a prime example that yes he's a part-timer yes he may be a youtuber yes he may be a social media influencer but you can tell man this dude just gets it. And he's getting that type of reaction where I'm sure a lot of professional wrestlers who have been doing this for for a good amount of time for 10, 20 plus years, that don't get that type of reaction. And and Logan Paul was just in the moment and and, and he was just running on all cylinders with it. So he was just toying with the crowd, talking shit to the crowd, getting a you know, not like mega heel heat, but definitely some yeah, some yeah. solid heel heat overall in this match. Um, Logan or Logan goes for a Spanish fly uh, and they lands on their feet. They kind of botched it a little bit. I think Logan or Ricochet kind of lost their footing, kind of the same Spanish fly that they did at, at at, uh, at the money in the bank ladder match. Not too long ago. Uh, Logan Paul then goes for a buckshot Lariat. He like jumps over the top rope onto the apron and then onto the outside uh, onto uh, onto Ricochet. Uh, Logan then go- hits he hits a moonsault, but gets caught into re- in and reverses it into a, a reverse DDT. So it was like a reversal into another reversal. Um, so Logan, like I said, Logan Paul was tremendous. Ricochet, of course, this was doing wonders for him in the process. Um, you know, Ricochet hits a shooting star. Logan Paul gets the knees up. Um, one of Logan's buddies ends up handing him brass knuckles. So obviously this is when the referee is distracted from the match. Uh, Logan Paul delivers that right hand to Ricochet and Logan Paul picks up the W for the 1, 2, and 3. Samantha Irving, of course, announces him as the winner. Of course, she is not happy as her face is shown after the match. And Logan Paul stands, wins this match over Ricochet to start off the night. So before I give my tally for this match, Brian, I'll let you start with this, man. Your thoughts on this opening match between Logan Paul and and, uh, and Ricochet.
1: Yeah, I'll try to you know keep it short here for for time, but um yeah, definitely solid match. Logan Paul, as you know, anybody who's who's listened to this podcast, you know, you know, I hope I can convey my thoughts, you know, on him, you know, that come across what I'm trying to say because while yes, I think the guy's douchey personally, what he's been able to do in the WWE ring was such a short, <laughs> no no training. Um, you know, up up until you know, maybe what a year ago, nine months, whatever. Um, yeah, it's mm-hmm. fantastic, dude. Absolutely, one, you know, as, as we've spoken here before, him and Bad Bunny, we've never seen two outsiders come in and be this good, this consistent. You know, just with nothing. Um, so yeah, shout out to him, man. He he's definitely, um, you know, a a a star. You know, I mean, he just is. Whether it's you know, the old saying goes, whether it's it's good press or bad press and, and you know, fucking it, it plays out in America every single day, man. It doesn't matter if it's good or if it's bad. If your name's in the news or whatever, then I don't know. You're going to make money, you know. So mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, of course, you know, with some of the things they do. Yeah. You know, botches are going to happen from time to time and I'm not giving them a pass. But for what that, that's incredible shit. And again, Ricochet with yes, you know, decades of experience, but Logan Paul a year, maybe, (laughs) you know? Um, so I mean, I do, I would have rather seen Ricochet win the match. Um, you know, I, I just don't know what this does for Ricochet and Logan Paul is not going to be a full-time wrestler. So eh, I mean, did he need to win here? No. Um, and, and, you know, just to, you know, again, I'll try to keep it quick. Just to speak to the d- douchiness of them and, and why, I don't know, people take issue with them, right? It, it's just a, a, like a microcosm, right? Like, of, okay, you can make the argument of, of this guy, you know, starting off the, your night at Royal Rumble or SummerSlam, right? Second biggest pay-per-view of the year, right? And... The reason he's got to do that is is to go see his brother fight, which, cool. I'm all here for, like, you know, go support your family, absolutely. You know, but to an outsider, like, okay, you take his reaction, his pop, right? And what's your, you know, a guy walking into the business, having done nothing, and what the corporation is are just handing to him, as opposed to a guy like LA Knight, who is getting the reaction because he's spent decades doing this and you're kind of holding him back, right? I mean, the locker room is littered with guys who have like, yeah, they miss their kids' birthdays. They miss their their, their 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 wedding anniversary, the family trips, like all of this shit. You know, so that's where like, I feel like in, like that kind of like, I don't know if you want to put righteous anger on it, it is somewhat justified, you know, like, Bro, okay, you're a good YouTube star, like, you know, if you put, yes, he's going to bring in an outside audience, but it just, in my opinion, you give that spot to a guy like LA Knight, who's been busting his ass for however long to, to get to where he is, rather than some fucking jackass, while he's good and talented, and maybe if he wants to, has a future here, but... You know, come on, man. I mean, that, that's that's just like the personal gripe. And I think where a lot of just your general wrestling fans, you know, yeah, you're, you're good. Uh, if you committed to it, maybe you could be great, real, truly. Um, but that's that's kind of who he is. So, yeah, you know, overall, good. I don't have a problem with the match. It was a good match. I'd rather see Ricochet win, but that's just my personal take on it. But, yeah, solid, dude.
0: Yeah, no, and, and I definitely, I definitely hear where you're coming from and we've talked about it just last week about, and I was skeptical of who should go over in this match because yes, Logan Paul is a part-timer, yes, him losing the match wouldn't do as much harm as I'm sure most people would, would, would grasp, but he, I have a different I have a sort of different take yeah. in, in, in regard to this, so... When it comes to this match, first of all, I thought again, I thought this was a damn solid opening way to start the match off. And yes, we know when it comes to Logan Paul overall, right? And and no doubt, could there be another wrestler, maybe like an LA Knight or a Carrion Cross or an AJ Styles that could be in this situation? Absolutely. But this is what right. we got. <laughs> you know? Um, and Logan Paul has done and, and what's and what's what's made it worth i guess you could say worth it in regards to what we got here is logan paul like you said and like we've mentioned what a lot of people have been saying in the wrestling world he's been doing a phenomenal job um yes we know the person somewhat of the person that he is outside of of wrestling and everything he's a douchey person just like his freaking brother uh they're they're pretty much no freaking different but when it comes to logan right so I actually have no problem with Logan winning this match. And I'm going to tell you why. Ricoche- and this is where I'd start talking about Ricochet. Ricochet, so far in his career, and-, and this is just NXT. Like, just take away NXT for a moment. You know, with stuff that he was involved with Velveteen Dream and some other feuds that he was involved with in NXT. If you take away some of that, what big matches... Like I'm saying like really feuds and big matches that you can gravitate towards to say, man, I need to go. I can, I'll remember this match from Ricochet and hell, I need to go back and watch this match from Ricochet. Not just the moments from the Royal rumble or the money in the bank ladder match, but I'm talking about a feud and a single set type of a match. There's not a lot of matches that can pop into your head. So when it comes to Ricochet, I feel like this whole, this whole feud this whole shtick with Logan, I think honestly, did wonders for the dude. Even in defeat, and yes, would have been nice to see the dude win. No question, but especially when it comes to Logan, and I mentioned this not too long ago. Logan has taken a lot of L's since he has came here, and if this dude is going to be here, you know, every now and then to wrestle in big, big events and, and, and big matches when it comes to SummerSlam and others. There's times where he's going to have to start winning matches, you know, but when it comes to Ricochet, you know, this is a match to me that I think put him on the map. If that kind of makes sense to everybody, hopefully, hopefully moving forward, they have something for him. Not saying that they do. I'm not guaranteeing anything when it, when it comes to that, but I, I just feel like with Logan because he has racked up a lot of Ls going into this match and I feel like if Logan is going to continue to wrestle and be a part of this be part of this company he had he had to win this match man and for Ricochet he needed to be involved in something that tells you hey he's not just a flippy diver he's not just a an, uh, uh, just another acrobatic whatever right You know, and and that's what Ricochet needed. So, yes, even though he lost the match, the way he lost the match, I don't think he loses anything at all. I would have liked to see maybe Samantha Irving get involved just a little bit more. I really thought that would have, you know, would have taken things tenfold just a little bit. Maybe, like, after the match, like, Samantha Irving's, like, a little bit more hesitant to announce Logan Paul as the winner. Kind of like the shtick that they talked about in the segment on Monday Night Raw. But yeah, I mean, I, I have no issue with it. You know, with, with Ricochet, this was one of Ricochet's only feuds and said matches to where, man, True. that was True. damn freaking solid. And, and obviously, I talked about the WrestleMania tag, the freaking turmoil tag from Mania. That was just kind of just a schmazzery. But hey, it fit Ricochet you know pers- persona in the match. But I'm talking about a one-on-one feud. This was it for Ricochet. Where he goes from here remains to be seen, but for Logan, if he's going to continue to do this thing with WWE, he had to start racking. He has to start racking up Ws, right? He he freaking lost to um not 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 too long ago. Who did he just lose? Well, he lost the money in the Bank ladder match when when people thought he was going to freaking win it. I believe he wrestled at WrestleMania, didn't he not against Seth Rollins? He lost yeah. that. He lost to Roman Reigns. Obviously, he he he, he had no part of winning these matches. But again, there are losses, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, so that's, so that's all I have, man. So before I have you reveal your tally, Brian, I'm going to reveal mine here. So the opening match, Ricochet versus Logan Paul goes into the good column for me. Um Again, I wish Samantha Irving's involvement would have been a little bit more. I thought that would have taken things tenfold, but for what we got to start the night off, solid start crowd was into it. They gave these dudes time and, overall it was a solid way to start the show so Brian your final thoughts and your and your tally for this So, match.
1: I don't I, I'm, I hope I I'm not gonna be like the the downer here man but I gotta start off with two uglies man um number one not even having uh trish and Becky on SummerSlam fucking ridiculous and again I'm still gonna say it man LA night I haven't been yeah. and we'll get to them, but about a Battle royal match <laughs> fucking do better so two uglies to start, but I will, we'll make it up <laughs> with two goods. Uh, the first one being Samantha Irvin, <laughs> like legit, just her, you know, I've mentioned it on our Facebook page. Um, yeah, man, her, her announcing voice, her, you know, the, the inflection she uses and the and the way she changes the voice to introduce different people. I mean, seriously, in, in a completely different way, like I haven't, Like, I I actually look forward to hearing Samantha Irvin announce these people, right? Like, how many times in wrestling do you say that? Like, I mean, I can remember as a Mm -hmm. kid, like, yeah, I wanted to see Mean Gene. You know, I mean, that was great, Mm -hmm. right? In in a different kind of way. But when you get this kind of, like, person, it just, you can't really explain it. But what she adds to it, it just can't be replaced, man. And, And she's got it in spades. She's really awesome. Um, and yeah, to your point, I would have liked to see her, you know, get a little more involved, but you know, whatever. Um, and the second good was, yeah, that that was a good match. Um, you know, while just personally, you know, I, you know, given given Logan that that opening spot, you know, I, I don't know, that's just me personally, and whatever. I'm old school, but yeah, I think you need to. To you, you people still need to earn it a little bit. You know what I mean? So. Um, yeah that's my only gripe there but you know the match itself yeah it was good absolutely
0: yeah yeah and absolutely it's funny you mention that because we haven't even had time to discuss the whole becky and trish thing not even being on the card you know it's like you put in a battle royal (laughs) this this weird slim jim battle royal and yet people you know freaking a u.s title match
1: in the fucking battle royal why right
0: (laughs) Right, and I'm going to listen. I I'm going to save most of my match, thoughts. But yeah. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm going to save most of my yeah. thoughts when we get to it. But yeah, freaking, I mean, you don't have Trish and Becky a 4-month long feud. I discussed it even on on our Facebook group as well as as well as all of our all of our social medias is that like, I mean, a 4-month feud. You would think you'd want to end that at SummerSlam, but now they're ending it on Monday Night Raw. I believe they're trying to do the gist of, "Oh, well, it's going to end in in Trish's hometowns. Guys, stop, man. It needs to end at a fucking pay-per-view. You built this for 4 months and you don't have this on the fucking card. I'm sorry, man. That's and it's regardless of how we feel about Becky, like Becky Lynch, regardless whether we like her or not, she is a big she's a one of your big names of your right, company. Right. And the fact that she's not even on this on this card is just fucking yeah. weird. So, but yeah, that that's a whole different discussion. Like I said, we'll, we'll 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 get most into that when we get into the Battle Royal. Uh, but again, overall, first matchup, Logan Paul and Ricochet, darn solid. But yeah, Brian, I definitely hear where you're coming from. The fact that Becky and Trish are not, are not on this card is, is just fucking uh-huh. weird, and it's just baffling. But but moving on, moving on into our second match. This was Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare versus Brock Lesnar. Match time and length was close to uh, 17 minutes in length. Uh, the bell rings and Cody Rhodes just goes right after Brock Lesnar. Doesn't take long for Brock Lesnar to take control. Brock Lesnar, for the most part, when I say he beats the shit out of this dude, I mean he beats the shit out of this dude. I mean, very, very slow pace, kind of longer of a slow pace than I would have liked. Um, but he's just toying with Cody Rhodes. He's just giving him German suplex after suplex after suplex um, fricking he's, he's telling Cody Rhodes, like, it's only going to get worse. Just stay down. He F fives Cody onto the outside. He adds another one onto the commentary table. So the whole shtick was like, every time Brock Lesnar knocks him down, Cody Rhodes gets back up. He gets back into the ring to get counted out. Fricking Brock Lesnar knocks him back down and they do the count out again. So that's the whole. That's the whole type of shtick, you know, Cody. It's like Cody Rhodes playing the role of Rudy, right? Does everybody know the movie Rudy or whatever? Like, you know, keeps getting back up and keeps fighting pretty much. That was pretty much the whole, the whole shtick. And every time that Cody Rhodes gets up, freaking Brock Lesnar just gets more pissed off. Um, But yeah, Brock Lesnar just delivers another suplex as Cody Rhodes rips off the turnbuckle. Um, You know, Cody Rhodes is finally gaining a little bit of momentum. He chucks Brock into the post, he uses steel steps, and I'm thinking, should there not be a DQ? I don't know if you got that uh, or, or or saw that, Brian. But like, I'm seeing him use the steel steps. Last time I checked, there's no there's no stipulation into the match. Should there not be a DQ? So I was very fucking confused. That kind of just turned me off already from the jump. And listen, as much as I like Cody, and again. The, the bill to this match did no help to it either, but man, this this was just very underwhelming. and honestly, the crowd, you can even tell from Detroit, not once, maybe towards the end a little bit, did not even get any sound any ounce of excitement into yeah. this match at all. Um, but so Cody Rhodes he's, he hits a Pele kick and a coat and a Cody cutter. Brock Lesnar locks the Camor lock onto Cody. then Cody locks the Camora onto Brock Lesnar. Um, Cody Rhodes then hits Brock Lesnar with not one, not two, but three crossroads for the W as Cody Rhodes wins the match. And guys, this this baffled me more than anything. Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar embrace and they shake hands. (laughs) Brian, what? What what the fuck did I just what what did I just watch? I'm watching a guy in Brock Lesnar shaking a dude's hand that he's broke his arm about a gazillion fucking times. He's beaten them beaten them to a pulp and ins, and ins, uh, assaulted him in front of his fucking mother. A- and now they're they're shaking hands and they're All gaining good. each other's All respect. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Uh, guys, for 4 months and that's that's what we get? <laughs> that's how we end shit here? God, um what the fuck, man? I, I Brian, I was like, what are we doing? I'm like, is I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, Randy Orton's gotta come out, maybe Bray Wyatt comes out. Guys, no, frickin' Brock Lesnar just gets up, they 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 they, they butt heads, they sh- and they shake hands, and Brock Lesnar's you know, showing Cody respect, he raises his hand. And they're showing mutual respect. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So, and and I'm just so guys, again, for four months, right? With no story, with no build, just again, and with Brock Lesnar just beating the shit out of this dude, making it personal. Cody Rhodes has said it multiple times how it's personal. And it ends with them just mutual respect to one another. What, what What the fuck, man? And that's, and that's it. And then, oh yeah, if you want to, if you want to laugh, freaking Brock Lesnar split his pants in this <laughs> yeah, match too. Freaking, <laughs> he split, like legit, his his black trunks or whatever, whatever you want to call them, freaking split during this match as he was trying to hide it. And of course, during the post-match uh, segment or whatever. Uh, Brian, I, I'm not going to waste any time and I'm going to get to your thoughts. Th- this match, I mean, first of all, this match was just, uh, listen, I don't mind pay- matches that are slow paced, right. but, Man, there was at some point where I'm like, okay, we got to start. We got to start picking it up here a little bit. And obviously it's a Brock Lesnar match. So the way it went down, I'm not shocked at all, but nobody was into this match. Nobody could give a fuck going into this said match at all. And again, it's, and, and, but I think the only positive Brian is that it's just, it's done. (laughs) It's, it's just done. There's, there's, we can move on from whatever this shit is. And, and, but my God, man, this like, Cody Rhodes of course winning thank god thank thank god he wins this match of course he me and you have already have stated and we have gr- agreed that he had to win this match and he did but guys for what this match was and and, and the post match to to end it I'm sorry that's an ugly i i i mean th- there's 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 nothing else i can say i i mean for 4 months and that's that's the payoff I'm sorry. That's fucking garbage. Just absolutely just fucking garbage. Brian, your thoughts, my man on Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar.
1: Um, yeah. Much like you, dude. It, it's, it's well, first quick shout out. If, if nobody's seen the, uh, the Cody Rhodes documentary, it is fantastic. You
0: know, I need to go see yeah. that. I, I, I'm going to try to do my best to see that at some point, but yeah,
1: but you know, so definitely go check that out. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, this story, this feud, and look, we've said it from the jump, man. Um, so what, so what, this, this feud ultimately was because Brock decided he was some sort of gatekeeper to uh, Cody proving his worth, uh, you know, uh, okay, uh, you know, uh, whatever. That's weird, and one. it
0: doesn't make any sense. And
1: I- I'm sorry, like. Again, we've, we'll talk about it ad nauseum for the next, you know, until Mania, until it happens. And I'm for, that's just the way it is. But if the idea here is to get Cody to next Mania to then have him win, again, within the wrestling world, and you can you can go see it in, in, in parts, you know, to, to tell the story in the documentary, within the wrestling world and in the industry that wrestling is – Cody Rhodes had already fucking done that, like seriously, with creating a new fucking company and coming back and making himself that relevant, that big a star after leaving as fucking stardust. He already told the fucking story and now you throw him into a feud and look, I don't know if this is part Cody's idea. You know, we, we don't really know. Maybe it's part Cody and this is how he wanted to do it and whatever. But just as the story going into mania, he had already told the story to get him to the place where he can win the title that his father never did. He did that on, you know, with help, you know, the buck starting the company. Yes but largely, on, or at least without the help of WWE at all, right? So, again, you, you have this, you know, end in, I mean, there's been no explanation of why he beat, you know, Brock or Cody down in the first place. And it ends in a handshake because Cody earned Brock's respect. He In the wrestling industry, he didn't need to earn Brock's respect. Fuck Brock's respect. Right. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah I I don't know man um did the did Brock and Cody put on an entertaining match yeah because that's who they are but I'm with you man I'm 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 borderline here bad and ugly you know just because if Cody if Cody <laughs> I'm sorry we have to go back to it but if Cody had won at Mania and you had finished that story and we'll get into it with the Usos and, and you know, Roman and whatever. And now Cody is on a title defense run at these pay-per-views, completely different story. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm at with it. So you know, fuck it. Yeah. I'm going ugly, dude. Cause this is, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is bullshit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude. Freaking 100% agree with you, man. Um, it's it's a it's a shame, man. It's just you know everything that Cody Rhodes is doing with Brock, and we've said it since day one that it and in, should involve the title because it makes sense. It makes sense for the feud for it helps Cody's momentum as as the said champion, and it makes sense for Brock Lesnar of why he would be going after Cody Rhodes. But again, here yeah. we are, uh, and it's just it's fucking weird. But yeah, to to I mean, guys, like. Like the, I, I'm also yeah I'm hearing like mutual respect and I'm also hearing what passing of like the torch or whatever I'm like guys what fucking torch does Cody Rhodes need to be passed dude, on I don't to? Know the, this I dude is the fucking son, this 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 dude is the son of fucking Dusty Rhodes. He's the fu- he's the he's one of the, he's legit the top baby face of this company. What fucking torch does he need to be passed over to? It's a fucking like it's a Brock Lesnar. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> For Brock Lesnar, again, a guy that has beaten the shit out of him, a guy that's beaten the shit out of his uh, in front of his mother, that's broken his arm, and now we're just supposed to forget all of that because you've earned my respect. Fuck and, out of and, here, man! And
1: what, it's just what wrestling universe. Well, yes, Brock has his moments, and he's an attraction, and we'll remember. You know, he broke the streak right. and, and whatever. Right. And what what true wrestling fan is ever going to look at Brock and feel like? You know Brock, you carry the, as if he has any torch to pass down to somebody within the wrestling industry. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's it's fucking weird. As soon as I heard that, like I'm just like, okay, what like what are we fucking doing here? <laughs> right. Um, just everything about this match, the fact that I didn't give a shit about it going into it, and that sucks because I you guys know how much we both freaking freaking really like Cody Rhodes, and we want to see this dude. Truly become and feel as such. We know that he's good. We know that he's still going to get over. He's still people are going to still do the the whoa in this freaking entrance. But nothing about Cody after Mania, and we've said it since day one. Nothing about what he is involved in with Brock either makes sense nor that's intriguing to get invested. Let me uh, let me make and one th-
1: more comment because I didn't even talk about the match itself. But as far as the match itself, can can we move or at least evolve a little bit past where like? you know, I get it. it. It is kind of what wrestling is based on, right? The, the heel beats down the baby face. The baby face makes a comeback. But, and in particular with Brock Lesnar, because he legitimately could do this to 99.9% of the fucking human population, right? <laughs> but to, to beat somebody down to such an extent, and then mm-hmm. in five seconds, Cody's back up, you know, Cody Cutter, hitting him with the steel step leg, yeah, the, it, it, it works to a degree, and then, again, in particular with Brock Lesnar, you blow right past that line and just continue the beat down, and then the baby, like, this isn't, it's 2023, it needs to, you, you need to be a little bit more realistic with it, like, that's not the fucking Avengers yeah. where, like, you know, holy right. shit he's a fucking superhero they're not superheroes it's,
0: it's, like, it's like cody rhodes is like captain america like he's they call him the american nightmare yeah. but he's playing the role well, of captain america like the you now. know of course just, that's
1: going to be part of the match but when you literally I right mean, what was the, the first like what seven to ten minutes was literally just cody getting destroyed and then mm-hmm. you know he hopped up like, yeah Exactly, he 80s,
0: hulked man. up, right? Like, it's like, it's like, it's like, is, is, has anybody seen like Dragon, like Dragon Ball Z? Like he's freaking, you know, he. <laughs> it's like he got, he got that, you know, he, he freaking, uh, you know, it, it's just, it, it's, it's fucking yeah. weird, man. Um, so I, I don't know where Cody Rhodes goes from here, even with this win. I, I, it's like, what, what, what happened? I mean, shit. Does, 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 uh, Randy Orton return? tomorrow night on raw and maybe they start something there does maybe if
1: Orton is returning, that's gotta be the next feud. I would assume it's
0: gotta be, Orton. you would. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you would think, right. Because I mean, if not, then I mean, who else does, does Bray Wyatt come back and feud with and and feud with Cody, which again, I would love to see, but I'm very skeptical about who would win the match. Um, So I I don't know between
1: those two. I mean, I would hope eventually he has feuds with both, but if it's right off the bat, right. it's got to be Randy. And you
0: would it's think, and, and we've said it before too, we, we've said it before too, like with Gunther, like this Gunther, is Gunther eventually going to be a future opponent yeah. for Cody? But again, he's also holding on to a, a, a mid-card title that he should not be losing at any time soon, at least for for the people that he's involved with, people like Drew McIntyre, and we're going to get into that match uh, later on. But So yeah, it's just... It, it's just really weird. The steel steps, which is also something that threw me off. I mean, that should be an instant DQ. And no bell was was rung again. Last time I checked, there was no stipulation. To me, it's kind of weird how this is the third match. And I expected some type of stipulation, but it was just another just another said match. And again, the steel steps were used. No DQ. That was just yeah. odd. The whole match was just, it was just, no nobody got on board with it. For majority of the match, it was just, whatever, and then the fucking post-match was just even more freaking <laughs> baffling. So, it's, it's disappointing, yeah. man. You know, Cody Rhodes and Brock, like we mentioned, it, it, it this is a this was a few that had potential to feel as such and it went into the completely opposite direction. But thankfully, Brian, it's fucking yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to think about this, this shit anymore. I don't even want to just, I mean, shit, th- this freaking whole shtick with Brock beating up Cody might just haunt me in my nightmares and and freaking remind me of how how awful this shit has been. But I just want to quickly forget about it as soon as fucking possible. So hopefully they can get the ball rolling with Cody and and get him into something new. Who that person is, I don't know. Is it Orton? Does he make a return to Raw? Is it somebody else? I guess we'll find out uh, tomorrow night uh, for Monday Night Raw, the post-show of SummerSlam. But let us dive into... The next match, which is the Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royal. Yes, guys, I'm going to repeat that: the Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royal. So I don't have the list of superstars on this on the in this Battle Royal, but you had people like Karrion Cross, AJ Styles, the Viking Raiders, Alpha Academy, Imperium, Santos Escobar, Cameron Grimes. Hell, oh, your United me. States Champion Austin Theory and Sheamus. Hell frickin' Omas was uh, was added into this match. Frickin' OMAS. And of course you have LA Knight, yeah. yeah, as well as as well as many others. Tommaso Ciampa and many others. So of course so OMOS was added into this uh, added into this battle royal, you know, pretty much last minute. Um as this battle royal came down to Sheamus, LA Knight, Karrion Cross, AJ Styles and Bronson Reed Chad Gable was tossed not too long uh, not too long beforehand um LA Knight eliminates Bronson Reed and we come down to the final three participants we have AJ Styles Sheamus and LA Knight Sheamus hits a broad kick to Styles eliminates Styles via a slight distraction from Cross so it seems like Cross and Styles is going to continue which again nobody's even no one's even gravitating towards because of how shitty and how poorly booked both of those two have been uh, pretty much since they've been drafted to SmackDown uh, of this calendar year, it's just you know again I like Cross, I like Styles, I want to get on board with it because again it's carrying Cross and AJ Styles, but it, they're not giving me a reason to do such, so that shit's gonna continue. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Um, so and then it comes down to LA Knight and Sheamus. So. Obviously, we didn't talk about it on SmackDown, but these two had a one-on-one match. And there was a major, major botch that happened in that match to where frickin' L.A. Knight tried to springboard from the canvas onto the top rope, that whole running from the canvas to the top rope, and he does a suplex. Well, that maneuver was completely frickin' botched to where everybody just spilled onto the outside. Frickin', I think Sheamus just looked dead tired and in that match, just looking back into it, but they tried it again. They tried the same exact spot and they fricking delivered it. And it was very, very clean. So I like that Sheamus del- or LA Knight delivered that suplex to Sheamus, And when it's all said and done, LA Knight eliminates Sheamus and wins this battle Royal gets a major pop from the crowd as usual. That's not a shocker, but LA Knight, Hey, on a pay-per-view stage, Wins a W. Get, he gets a freaking W. Small little flap. You know? What does he win? I don't know. Did he win a yearly supply of Slim Jims? Possibly. Did he freaking – did he I, – I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I just – I don't even know. But, hey, look. So I, I'm going to get to your thoughts, Brian, in just a second. And, and here's what I will say, and this may be shocking to some people. This, for what this was, and listen, I understand that this this battle royal shouldn't even been a thing. There's nothing really, there's nothing involved, or there's nothing on the line in, in regards to this battle royal. It's just everybody just getting pay-per-view shine, like we've talked about. But for what it was, it was semi-entertaining for, for what it was. And to put the cherry on top of it, LA Knight got the W as he should have. Uh I, I can't see how any any else or any way possible you can have anyone other than la knight win this right. match because again this dude gets a bigger reaction than almost everybody that was in this fucking battle royal um and it's kind of it's it's kind of like ironic right when we with sheamus this is where i kind of bring up sheamus for for a brief second you know sheamus has talked about his you know He's been upset with creative. He even said like he's lost a lot of momentum. You know, WWE says he's kind of dropped his momentum ever since clash of the castle. And I 100% agree with them. And it's kind of weird how WWE is now putting him side by side with the other dude. That's been pretty much over. That's also trying to gain momentum. Uh, that, that is LA Knight. So LA Knight, you know, look, I'm still, I'm guys. I'm still not over the fact that he didn't win this briefcase. Hell, not not even getting a chance to, to go after a United States championship. Hell, even outside of that, just not being involved in anything relevant at all. However, this is where I'm going to least give a s- very slight pass to where this Battle Royal is just, it's no better than the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. L.A. Knight wins this match. Great. I'm happy for L.A. Knight. He gets his moment. Does is that is that enough for me to say okay? L A Knight's gonna get his big push and, and, and get his and get some momentum going here? Absolutely not. I, I still need to see more in what he does after SmackDown. But hey, Brian, this is a start. He wins this battle royal. He wins a big or not? I, I don't know. If, I mean. Define, I guess, big match, right? It's a fucking battle royal, but he wins a match at a big pay-per-view at SummerSlam. Now you have to give this dude, there's no more, there's no more excuses. Now, if he just goes back onto a losing streak and he just gets 50, 50 booked, then there's no more excuses, man. Either you're pushing this guy or you're not. So you give him this battle royal. That's great. The crowd pops the shit out for him. Um, But now you need to start to get the ball rolling now. This is a start, and for what the Battle Royal was, it was semi-entertaining. It had some semi-entertaining spots with people like Chad Gable as well as others in this match. So this may shock a lot of people, and to be honest with you, Brian, because, again, I, I want to be fair and I want to be as honest as I can, this was more entertaining and just more had a sense of feel especially with la Knight getting somewhat of a moment at a pay-per-view at at a pay-per-view type of setting way more better than than cody rhodes versus brock like we just talked about i'm sorry it just is and because of that the slim jim battle royal and la Knight winning this match it's gonna go into the good column i know i i know i i trust me guys i did not expect going into to do this review to put that to put that tally in there but freaking here we are um listen there was nothing there's nothing really ugly i can really say about the match yes it's a battle royal with nothing on the line there was nothing really bad i can say about it it the match was what it was it's what we got and the right person won the match does that person get momentum moving forward i don't know but it's a start it's it's a bit it's it's SummerSlam. It's a big venue. It's a it's it's a big setting for LA Knight. So that's that's my pass. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm being very very generous, of course. But but if 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 it was somebody like I don't know, like a Santos Escobar, oh hell, or hell, like a freaking Austin Theory, and, and LA Knight for some reason did not win this match at all, then yeah, this would have went into the bat for sure. But because it's LA Knight, because he finally got some type of some type of momentum here, a, an actual big W at a big stage, then that that's the main reason, Brian, why it's going into the good for the most part. So, uh, Brian, oh, oh, I'm going to send this off to you. Your your thoughts of this uh, this Slim Jim Battle Royal in LA Knight picking up the W.
1: Um, mm so I'm going to go the different route here. Um, I mean, the best I can do is a golf clap and a fuck you. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I, I yeah. feel you, bro. I know. I feel you. Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, well, yes, there, it, I, I, yeah, it was semi entertaining. There was some, you know, wrestlers had some spots there. Yes. LA Knight is, is the, the right guy to win said ridiculous fucking match. Um, but that's the whole thing about it. Right. I Like I can't take, it, While well, it's it's the right call having him win the match, like it shouldn't have been, or at least he shouldn't have been in the match to begin with. Like so, I, you, yeah, I can't separate the two. Um, that being said, uh, you know, I, I don't know. You know that we we he's going to get a push then and here and coming soon and to be determined and every other thing. So, um while it's a win at a pay-per-view, I mean, I look at it as a, I mean, I, I don't want to say meaningless because all this stuff means something to the wrestler's career, but in the yeah. big picture and the big scope of things of, of where he could and arguably should be right now to, to win up, to win a battle Royal. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm stick I'm going with bad. Um, right person one, some entertaining spots, but just again, to have this match there while excluding others to have LA Knight, this is all you have for him. It's bad. It's bad.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I I can't, I can't, you know, I, I don't blame you for feeling that at all. Absolutely. I mean, trust me, I, I completely understand if people are just in the opposite direction, like, okay, whatever you gave him, a you gave him a battle Royal victory golf clap. Right. And, and part of me, that's how I genuinely feel. Um, but again, it's just, we've seen this dude come up so short in so many of these big yeah. moments it's with the briefcase, with the U S title and just, and even and all before that, getting absolutely nothing, you know, not even being mentioned on on pay per views like Backlash, SummerSlam, Night of Champions, and, and and the list goes on and on and on. So so with SummerSlam, and and, and again, it's just. I don't know if it's being skeptical or just wanting to see this dude just get a W at a big no, stage. Sure. Yeah, Again, yeah. that's that's mainly – that's the only main thing that I'm giving right. this a I good. Mean, if this was anybody – Right, Right, back. exactly. Like you got to start somewhere, yeah. and you've got to build momentum. Listen, I don't care if this leads to a title match. I don't care if this le- – just make this dude relevant, yep. right? I mean, he's relevant now with the crowd reaction. That's great. But put him in something a story meaningful. That's relevant. I, just put that's him into a story and let this dude rock. And but but now here's the thing: it's not it's not to where he when he was involved with Bray and like oh, okay he can lose and he loses nothing out of it, which which was the case. I mean he lost that match at Royal Rumble and I wish that match was better than what it was. And that's hard for me to say because I love Bray Wyatt, but that match was just. Yeah. Very, very subpar for what it was. But for the feud itself, it did wonders for LA Knight. That was his calling card. and, and But now, now is the time to where, okay, people, people are starting to really like LA Knight. He's starting to get on board with the crowd. He has to gain momentum. And it's just weird now, Brian, nowadays, like, I don't know what this notion is. It's like, in order for somebody to get a big moment, regardless if you're like playing a heel or a baby face, it's like, you have to like over. You have to take loss and overcome all this adversity. I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing here? It's just you're not making it any easier for the dude or for these people. You're just making it harder. It it, it makes no fucking sense to me at all. Uh, uh, imagine if Daniel Bryan, because he had to overcome struggle and adversity, just kept losing match after match after match leading up to WrestleMania 30. It, it just makes no fucking yeah. sense. Um, so. Yeah, Brian. I mean, listen, I'm also with you as well. You know there's part of me where I'm just like golf clap, whatever. But for this, it's a start. I'll give it a chance, even though my patience is wearing very, very fucking thin. Um, But it's LA Knight finally getting somewhat of a moment at a pay-per-view that he hasn't been on for, you know, outside of Money in the Bank for for freaking months after the Royal Rumble. You had the Royal Rumble. And then from Backlash, Mania, Night of Champions, and so on, was not even a part of it. And until, of course, Money in the Bank, um, where he fucking lost again. And now here's SummerSlam. And now he finally has this moment. And so does he get this push? I don't know. Do I trust it? Absolutely yeah. not. So we, we shall see. We, we shall see where it goes. So, but moving on with this review, our next matchup is Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler in an MMA rules match. Oh boy. Um, (laughs) this was an endeavor specialty, right? Of course you guys know with endeavor and and the UFC, this was a match to say, Hey, let's involve. These are two women that have an MMA background. Let's have an MMA rules match, right? Guys. When I say I never, and I mean, never do I want to see this again? I mean, I never want to fucking see this again. I cannot stand Brian when you, when people try to mix martial arts like MMA with professional wrestling, it's fucking ugly. It is fucking trash. Both of these, of these, I guess you can say sports, even though professional wrestling to me is not a sport. um, They, these things are completely two different, you know, completely two different things. That should not go together. Um, Were there some good, decent shots in in this MMA? Sure. But the crowd was fucking asleep. There were were, were points in this match where Ronda's trying to... I mean, Ronda was trying to sell some kicks, like some shin kicks. um, But some of the punches that were laying... Like was not believable at all. If it's an MMA MMA rules match, you have to really lay into these punches if that's the shtick that you're going with. But that's the problem. When it comes to wrestling and wrestling shows and MMA, it doesn't fit. And if it's not done right, it gets fucking ugly. And I'm not even going to waste my time and I'm going to finish this match up. This was fucking (laughs) ugly, dude. Um, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm sorry. Um, but <laughs> very good knee to the gut. There was a knee to the gut, I believe, from 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 Shayna Baszler, which was the only real, true good blow that was 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 well, delivered in this match. The
1: one that Amanda gave uh, Shayna, like to the to the face, like I, th- I think that yes. I mean, Shayna might have been on the verge of really being KO'd there a little bit. Like she was, she was yeah.
0: So I mean, listen, the match. Listen, the match was. It was for what what it was advertised for, but still, man, I'm just, I can understand maybe people feeling a different way about it because there's times where there were some good shots laid in. But again, man, the crowd would just did not fucking care. And it just didn't feel, it just felt, it just felt messy. And it was just, I, I don't know. It just felt like it just did not belong. Like you put an MMA rules match, but yet a feud between fricking Becky and Trish does not want to be on this oh, fucking right. card. It's just so fucking weird. Um, but Shayna Baszler wins this match as yep. she should have Shayna Baszler winning, winning this match was the right call. Again, no, no reaction from the crowd. They were just like, Oh, it's over. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Okay. Golf clap. Good for Shayna. Um, so yeah, a match time from bell to bell was eight minutes and, and that's, that's all I really got, man. Um, Is this the last we've seen of Ronda? Probably. I I don't know. Um, I'm not sure where where Ronda goes from here. I don't know if she's completely done. Mm -hmm. If this is the last we've seen of Ronda, but Shayna Baszler, she had to win this match regardless of how this match went down or how we feel about it. Her winning this match was the right call. Again, man, WWE, never fucking do this again. Please, for the love of God, Oh, do not do it's
1: that shit. It's, it's, it's yeah. You
0: know, I was gonna say, I'm wasting, I'm wasting my breath, Brian, because it's probably going to happen again, probably probably sooner rather than later. But, Brian, uh, your, your thoughts with, with this MMA rules match between Shayna Baszler and Ron
1: James, around? dude, I'm with you, man. You know, I know this is before your era, but have you ever gone back and watched the fucking Brawl for All? Like, have you
0: ever seen that? The Brawl for All. Yeah, uh, they tried to crawl, they tried to have like legit boxing
1: matches like where you know um, Bradshaw Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, legit boxing match, right? Right. The same mm-hmm. thing here with the MMA. Look, man. Um, well, like if, if you take Shayna and and Ronda as MMA, you know, competitors, yeah, they'll fucking annihilate you. Um Mm -hmm. but yeah to ask again you know trained professionals in this who are elite in their sport in real MMA to then go like half speed in in a WWE match because it's a performance it it doesn't translate um you know yeah Mm -hmm. it doesn't like in an MMA match like in a real fight like Okay, well, what's the number one rule, you know, for, you know, wrestlers in general, right? Protect your fucking opponent, right? Don't hurt your opponent. Completely opposite in MMA. You are trying to hurt your opponent. You are trying to beat them into submission or knock them out or whatever else, however you can win. So to combine the two and ask them to go half speed and try to make it look good, I mean, yeah, they can, I, you know, I guess for what it is, you know, Ronda and Shayna can kind of pull it off because, fuck, who else could? I mean, you couldn't put, like, Bianca and Asuka in a match like that and ask them to do it because that be even fucking yeah. worse. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. Don't do this shit. It's not, it's not necessary. Um, you know, I, I get the ties to the MMA background and now you've merged companies, but this looks ugly. It just—it really is. It's ugly. You're trying to then combine something that is real and a real winner, a real loser, into something that is predetermined. Stop. <laughs> That's it. Um, and even the match That's itself, man—the yeah. way it ended was kind of like—I mean, Ronda just went out. Like there was—it so, so—it was very anticlimactic. Um, I'm with you. I think Baszler yeah. had to win here, and. Much like you are with L.A. Knight, like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm like a golf clap and a fuck you, mm-hmm. like, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. she needed to win mm-hmm. here, now what are you going to do with her, you know, I don't, nothing, probably, yeah. you know, within yeah, a I month think. to two months, she's going to be back to, you know, fucking, and, and I don't say this to throw shade, but she'll be back to, like, partnering or, or having matches with Natalia, you know, yeah. And that's no shade to Natalia or Baszler. I think they both deserve better or both deserve or whatever. They both can be booked better. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to just give this a bad, um, I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm contradicting myself here, but kind of like you with the LA Knight, I just, Baszler got the win. Hopefully you give her a little push, a little something, something, but probably
0: not. (laughs) No probably not at all. So, let me reveal my board uh real quick before we get into this next match here. So, as you can see, right now I have two in the good and two in the ugly. So, reminder guys, these two uglies get crossed up into two bads. So, if we were to tally this up right now, that would be four bads to two good. So, can they can they redeem themselves? As Brian, you yeah. you're you're more than welcome to reveal I, I your two board good, as well. two
1: bad and three ugly. So,
0: three uh, uglies. One of them, of course, was Becky and Trish not being on the card. And I I, I freaking condone you for that, for putting that ugly in or putting that tally in that ugly column. So, but let us jump straight into this next match. So next match was for the Intercontinental Championship. This was Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. Match time from bell to bell was 14 minutes in length. Drew, of course, carrying around his damn sword. What the fuck, man? I thought he was fucking done with that. As soon as I saw the sword, I'm like, we're still doing this shit with freaking Drew, and I'm gonna get to that whole shtick in just a second. Um, frickin' Gunther takes control of the match early. Drew hits a future shock DDT. Uh Gunther kicks out at 2 and 9 tenth. Uh Gunther, Gunther counters a Claymore into a powerbomb. Um, and at this point in the match, man, not not a whole lot has happened. I mean, the crowd, not saying they're asleep, but there's not a whole lot of excitement. You know, the crowd's really not into it. However,. And I know Brian. It's funny. This is this is also kind of like ironic, but they start exchanging the chops from another company that you so oh freaking love when they do oh. such when they exchange the chops. However, the crowd was starting to get into that. However, they were laying into these fucking chops. I mean, you guys know how Gunther and these chops and what he does. So by then, finally, the crowd had a little bit of life into it. Um, Drew hits hits the claymore. Uh, Gunther kicks out. Crowd again, the crowd is finally starting to get a pulse into this match at, at this point. Now, Gunther hits a splash from the top rope. Well, before that, freaking uh, Gunther or excuse me, Drew McIntyre uh, was you know stumbled on the ring ropes and he hit his how you on the <laughs> ring ropes. And yeah. then freaking Gunther hits his splash from the top rope, also a clothesline, a devastating clothesline, and into a power bomb. And actually, a, a cool, pretty cool sequence to end the match. Um, and Gunther. Wins this match, he pins Drew one, two, three, and retains this championship. So, uh, Brian, I'll, I'll have you start off, man, and I'll get my thoughts and my tally. Your thoughts on this IC title match between Gunther and Drew McIntyre?
1: I thought it was a good match, man. Um, you know, Gunther retaining here, how that's how you had to go. Um, good call there. Um, yeah, entertaining, you know, physical match as we knew it will be and or would be. Um, even down to while it wasn't part of the match, I, I'll, I'll give a quick little shout out to, uh, oh, shit. Now I'm, I'm brain farting. Um, <laughs> the other dude in Aperia, man, the ring entrance. Kaiser.
0: Louis, Louis Kaiser,
1: Kaiser. Kaiser, yeah, just the mm-hmm. ring entrance again, man. And I, yeah, just to clarify the chop thing, like, yeah, there's, there's a place for it. And if it's two guys, like a Gunter and a, a Drew McIntyre doing it, Absolutely, because they're going to fucking lay into it, and that's when it means something. But you do that one fucking time in a match. That's all that's needed. One time. And you don't have fucking Nick Jackson doing it to Darby Allen. Who gives a shit? Okay, right. <laughs> that's that's the issue Right? You don't. It, it. It needs to happen one time in a match between two big physical dudes, and that's it. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, good match. Um, we'll see where they go. You know, obviously – You know, I'm with you. Uh, The the whole Drew kind of still the same character and, and, you know, going back to fight for a mid-card title. Uh, I don't don't know where we go from here, but it'll be – I mean, he's still – he's one of the top stars, so there's going to be something as well as Gunter. Um, Could that be a Cody Rhodes? Uh, I I hope not right off the bat, but we'll see, man. But, yeah, for what it was, I'll put this in the good category. Yeah, I, I liked it.
0: So yeah, let let me get into the match itself before my overall thoughts, and I'll try to make this as short as sweet as I can here. So listen, yeah, the match was the match was fine. Um, I, I wasn't really getting pay per view vibes until maybe the end of the match. Right. The match overall was just very just did not hit. It was very kind of underwhelming. I mean, Sheamus and Gunther at Clash of the Castle shits all over yes. this. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just being completely 100%. honest with yep. people. Obviously, Gunther had to win this match. We both have said that. I mean, Gunther's title reign should not end just to give the title to Drew McIntyre. Guys, I'm sorry. I mean, this is a guy that's hold world title gold. It would just be a consolation prize for Drew to just come back and win a mid-card championship. I'm sorry, guys. That that can't happen. Um, so Gunther winning this match is the right call. I like the I like the end sequence and the finish and all that stuff. Before, and before I reveal my tally here, man, it's just... This is where I was just very skeptical about this whole situation because we've already have seen these two in the ring. Sure. It was, it was a triple threat match from WrestleMania, but with Drew, man, and who knows, maybe this is the start of Drew with the cleanse because guys like I've seen enough of Drew McIntyre coming out with his fucking sword and the big grin on his fucking face and trying to be this babyface character when all this dude has felt is just, just another guy on the roster. You know, it's it just we, it, like uh, this is why when I was talking about Drew McIntyre months ago, you know, freaking a few podcasts ago saying that Drew has to come back as a heel and this dude needs a cleanse. He's, he comes back. He's doing the same shtick in his character. And now he comes back and he loses this match. And, of course, it's a, a, for a mid-card title to where he can't win this match because Gunther Gunther shouldn't be losing the title to right. him. So it's, again, it's a lose-lose situation. But now with Drew McIntyre at this point, I, I don't see how you can't get the ball rolling with Drew in a different, with a different persona. I, I mean, you cannot have this dude on Monday Night Raw for the foreseeable future coming out with fucking Matt Riddle. You know, freaking Matt Riddle comes down in his fucking scooter and he comes down with his sword. Guys, you can't fucking do that shit. I'm sorry. You, you, you have to, you have to create a cleanse for Drew if this, I mean, I wish it could have been done when he returned, um, but 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 here we are, um, and I can't really say the match really did anything for Drew. I mean, it didn't do any harm to him, but it didn't really make him that much yeah. bigger of a star going into it than it and, and, and leading out of it. So, however, be, with that, with all of that being said, I, I was very, I was very skeptical about. Of where I was going to put this. Obviously this is not going into the ugly. It's nowhere near ugly. There's nothing ugly about this. But I was skeptical about putting into bad or good. Just because the match didn't have any pay-per-view feel. The crowd for majority of the match was not into it until the end. However, the right person won. And I think more good for Gunther kind of also weighed out the bad in regards to the ending sequence and how, again, it didn't do any much harm to Drew McIntyre. I just wished more would have came out of the match for Drew in defeat. So I'm at a toss up, but my final decision for this match for Gunther versus Drew McIntyre goes into the good column. So again, this is just a scenario for me where I think just a little bit more good outweighed the the bad that was in this match so that's all I can really say in regards to that so before we get into this world heavyweight title match Brian your final thoughts uh with with, with this entire situation with the IC title?
1: yeah uh, Gunther you know obviously I had to retain here and he's gonna go on to how I don't know how long he's gonna hold on to it here but um yeah, you know, shit. As of right now, you know, with anybody currently on the roster that I can think of seeing, I mean, there's nobody there that I I can see taking it off of them. So I would assume it has to be somebody coming back in the future or whatever. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see, man. I mean, I, I've liked his IC run um, again with Imperium. I think you're starting to see Kaiser breaking out a little bit you know i don't know if he'll ever be like in the main event world title picture but he's more than just a sidekick in a faction you know um yeah so yeah uh we'll we'll see where all that goes man
0: yeah we'll see And, and hopefully with gunther's title reign i mean even though yes he's held this title for for so many amount of days You know, there hasn't been a whole lot to gravitate towards Gunther, at least recently. Like, Gunther recently has definitely felt as such with the promos that he's cut. Um, You know, of course, the stuff with Chad Gable, the matches he's had with Chad Gable this week, and, and, and of course, with others, the matches that he's had with Sheamus. But outside of a selective amount of matches, I can't really say, like, Gunther's title reign overall has been anything really outside of the amount of days he's been holding it, of course. Anything that's been truly... Really memorable. Like when I think of like going back in history, right? When I really truly think like, hey, when you think of the IC title, who do you think of? The first person I'm going to think of is people like, you know, freaking Mr. Perfect, freaking people like Shawn Michaels, freaking people like Razor Ramon. You're not really going to think of Gunther. Maybe Gunther is maybe in that mesh, but Gunther is, but you're going to think of more of, again, guys like Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, people like Shawn Michaels, people like Mr. Perfect, people like the Honky Tonk Man. Over Gunther, I'm just I'm just being honest with that. So so th- so hopefully I mean we'll see what where Gunther goes from here. Um and it's gonna be curious it's gonna be interesting to see who he loses this title yeah. to. Um and, and how this title gets off of him. But we'll we'll get more into that for the for the foreseeable future. Um up next we have Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins, your world heavyweight champion versus, uh Judgment Day's Finn Balor. And yes this is for the world. Heavyweight championship match time was nearly twenty minutes in length, so Seth Rollins comes out in his old ring vest from seven years ago, the same ring vest that he wore in his match with Finn Balor um the night the night where Finn Balor you know was injured and was taken out of action for several for several months, so they're trying to tell the story with that, which I can respect however it's again, I just feel like that that's more of the that, that that that's more of the persona of a heel so I, again I don't know and this is just again Seth Rollins I, I like Seth and he's a good talent but I don't know it, that's that's just kind of weird I feel like that that should be more more of the actions of a heel but maybe I'm nitpicking there but still I, I like the connection there overall I can respect the connection that they're trying to do um even Balor had like a tattoo or had like some shtick on his shoulder that said like seven meaning like seven years this happened. Like i waited seven years for this match, for this moment, the same pay-per-view that I was taken out of action because of this injured shoulder. So again, I like the connection being brought into, you know, recent history. So I can respect that aspect. Um, so Balor just attacks Rollins from behind once the match starts. Balor looks to injure Rollins' arm. So that's kind of like the vice versa effect. Like, you know, the, now Rollins is now targeting the injured arm or shoulder of of Seth Rollins in this match. Um, Again, the crowd is not even really budging for the most part, um, at least so far in this match. And I don't know if you saw this, Brian, but I have to bring this up. You know, we talk about selling, right? Really selling maneuvers and matches. Guys, I'm not shit. Like, Balor took not one, not two, but three suicide dives from Seth Rollins. And within five seconds later, Within the snap of a finger, Balor's already back in control, and I'm and again, guys, and listen, that may be nitpicking, but it, it's again, man, it's the selling aspect right there to where you're taking all of these suicide dives, and then not even like thirty seconds later, you're already mm-hmm. back in control of the same match. With I'm same just same like with
1: Cody and Brock, yeah, the same type of thing, right
0: yeah it's just like it's like make it, it's like come on man right. it's like insane. it's just it like that's why i can't stand these types of matches with suicide dives and then getting gearing up back for the next spot there's no selling and in-ring psychology just goes out the window i fucking can't stand that so i i, I just i had yeah. to bring that up um but balor goes for the coup de gras rollins sidesteps and hits a pedigree uh, finn balor kicks out and this is where Damian Priest comes out. Damian Priest comes out with his briefcase. Priest gives a right hand to Seth Rollins as the referee is distracted. Uh, Balor hits a pedigree of his own. However, uh, Rollins kicks out. And this is where the entire judgment day comes out. Freaking Rhea Ripley and Dominic hit the scene. Priest offers Balor the briefcase to use as a weapon. And then Balor's like, I guess, arguing like, hey, I want to do this on my own. Like, don't do that or whatever. They're arguing with each other. Uh, Rollins takes advantage with that slight distraction and takes out, um, takes out Damian Priest, um, as well as of course, um, Dominic on the outside. So freaking Rollins, he's taking him out on the outside. Um, he hits the stop and of course, Balor kicks out. Um, Priest gets back to his feet. Again, the judgment day and Balor are back in control. Priest tosses the, he tosses his briefcase in the ring to Balor. And then, like, without even looking at him, he just tosses, like, you already know what you need to do. Just get it done. And he goes to distract the ref. Balor is, like, crawling towards the briefcase. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Rollins hits the stomp onto Balor, onto the briefcase, while the ref is distracted with Damian Priest. The ref turns around. Rollins goes for the cover. And Rollins wins the match as Priest and Balor. They're just exchanging looks like they're just not happy with each other. Priest is just like, "Bruh, come on, bro. I, I gave you this fucking briefcase and you still couldn't get like, what, like, what the fuck are we doing, bro? Finn Balor's just like freaking in disgust or in distraught. And then Seth Rollins, of course, walking up the ramp, standing tall as Seth Rollins wins this match. So. Um, I don't know. Brian, I'll have you start off, man. Your, your, your thoughts in regards to this World Heavyweight title match between Rollins and Balor and, and, and what happened uh, towards the end of this match with the involvement of Damian Priest and the judges.
1: I'm sorry to the Ruthless Talk community. Like, I'm, you know, I, I feel pretty good today. I don't think I woke up on the wrong side of the bed or anything. But, <laughs> um, are, you, are you familiar with a show called In Lemon Color? Back in the day, okay. yes, uh-huh. there was a little yeah. skit on there, uh, men on film. So to quote, and uh, you know, all my Gen Xers will remember, hated it. Hey, it. This was fucking <laughs> what? what? So, so, all right. Um, Finn Balor, right? He's the leader of a heel faction who has had this, or this whole story has been this seven-year you know, torment that that he's had to endure after, you know, winning and then having to, to give it up. And in this moment, he chooses to have a conscience of, like, I can't beat him with the briefcase. Get the fuck out of here. Like, what, what are you, turn in Judgment Day face? Like, what? <laughs> like, right, so yeah. that off the bat didn't make a whole lot of sense, right? And then, yeah, to the end of the match where... You know, Damien clearly puts the briefcase in there for, for Finn to use and then goes and distracts the referee. And, I, you know, I don't know. To me, I just looked at it as it was another one of those moments where, like, Finn hesitates to, like, take advantage of the situation, you know, ultimately loses the match. And I, I, I don't know. So So now you're going to go from here where Seth, you know, retains. And look while I'm going through this whole card, right? When I, you know, I put things in the bad and the ugly, I'm not necessarily talking about the wrestlers performance. Cause so far, like every single wrestlers performance so far has really been good. Mm -hmm. It's just really the story they're telling and where they're going. That is. So it's just the bottom barrel shit, man. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you're going to go into, so what now, now the story you're going to tell is, well, you know, Priest. You know, set you up perfectly to win the match. You didn't get it done, so now Priest is going to go after Rollins, and that's how you're going to continue the the rift in the Judgment Day. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it could work or whatever, but I just think I, I, I don't know, man. Uh, to to see you know the, the 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 face tactics right that Balor just started, you know, bringing at, like out of the blue the hesitation like. It just didn't fit. Mm -hmm. It didn't make sense to the story that you've been telling this far, unless I said like you're going to make I don't know maybe this is you're going to turn Finn face maybe I don't know, but Judgment Day Judgment Day as a whole aren't going to turn face nor should they. So I don't know, man. Um, The you know Finn and Seth performed well. It was a, a good match for what they did. You know all that was yeah top notch, but. Um, for the match of the story overall and going forward, it's bad uh, for, yeah, that's where I'm going. It's bad. Yeah.
0: yeah. And to make, to make this short on my end. Um, and this is why I was skeptical about this briefcase, even being on Damian Priest. Like, do you even need a briefcase to tell this story with Finn Balor? The answer is no, man. However, here's, and this is where I'm just going to reveal my tally. Cause I do want to get the ball rolling here. Um, this may be shocking, but I'm actually going to put this into the good column. And here's why. And I understand with Finn, we talked about with Finn and how, yes, he, he, he's going to have to win this match in, in, in regards to, you know, it's been seven years and it's like, you know, Finn Balor, he can't really take, he really can't take a really a big, another big loss at this point. Well, again, it's just because this is where I kind of turned to Seth because if you're going to make, and I've said this before, it's like, if you're going to make this world heavyweight title prestigious, it's just, I I really, you know, it, it's kind of hard to do such when Seth Rollins only holds it for about three, not even freaking four months, you know, but that's but but I'm also with you as well to where, And again, this could have gone either or in in the category. Again, trust me. This is I'm not putting this into the good column, thinking that this was an easy decision. Trust me, I could have easily put this into the bad. Nothing about this was ugly, but definitely was skeptical about putting this into the bad. But I don't. Seth Rollins just again just this world heavyweight title because that's where I'm also thinking, to Brian, in regard to this is that if we're going to have this world this world heavyweight championship. It needs to feel as such. Sure. It's gonna. It's it's kind of hard to make it feel as such if Seth Rollins just within three months just fucking loses it. Um, and at least with Finn, whether we like it or not, has this involvement to Priest to where at least he didn't lose straight up to where he lost at Money in the in, in the way he did at Money in the Bank, which is why I gave it. I'm pretty sure I gave that either a bad or an ugly in, in that review because of how simplistically barrel. Balor lost that match, but but the way that everything played out in regards to the Judgment Day, I thought the Judgment Day was used well for what it was. Um, in, in regards to this, and I can understand if people feel a different certain way. That's totally fine. Trust me. The to me the briefcase in regards to telling a story with Finn and Damian Priest, I've said it since day one. It's not yeah. needed. Um, yeah. you could be telling a you could be telling a tremendous story without this briefcase involved. It's it's just it's not needed to tell the story. Um, however, the match picked up. I thought um, you know the Judgment Day's involvement and the interaction with Priest and Balor, and I and I think it, and when it comes to Finn Balor, because I'm like okay, if he's going to lose this match, then he can't lose it the same way he did at Money in the Bank, and he didn't. I mean, they they had the briefcase. He used the briefcase onto the stomp you know, may, could it, could have, you have done more sure, but, and, and I don't know, Brian, you know, you talked about waking up on the wrong side of the bed. I don't know if I woke up on the other side of the bed, but that that's just, that's just what I got out of it, man. And, and who, and, and trust me, I, I, I am not hopeful in regards to this feud with, with, with Balor and, and with yeah. because you're holding on to a, a briefcase, right? You're, you're trying to, you know, And now Finn Balor takes this loss. You're still trying to make them feel... Because it's weird, right? It's like they're trying to make them hold on to all this gold. But yet Finn Balor now wins this big title match. And now you're starting... So it's definitely a little bit kind of all over the place to where you're trying to make them relevant. But at the same time, you're trying to develop like a split between Balor and Bree. So it is kind of weird. But I thought the way it was done just kind of really... Dissecting it and going back at it didn't do too much harm, if that made sense. Um, so, not, nothing was great. <laughs> Trust me, nothing was great or anything that was tremendous about this. But you know, again, similar to the Gunther Drew McIntyre you know situation, I think more good in regards to Seth not losing this title within three months or four months, and everything else that happened. More good weight way- outweighed again a lot of bad that did happen in regards to this. So that that's my gripe about it. And that's my final, my final take on things. So, so right now I have four in the good and I have two in the ugly. So technically on my board, it's pretty freaking even. So as of right now, it can still go either way in regards to the trajectory of this pay-per-view um, and, and moving forward. So why don't we get the ball rolling here? Cause we do have two more matches left to go. So let's dive straight into cause there's a lots to talk about uh, with these next two matches here. So up next is our co-main events. This was Asuka versus Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair for the WWE women's title. Uh, Charlotte Flair had a wardrobe malfunction. Uh, I was wondering, because like Jessica was going to her black box a lot. Of course, when she goes to that black box, she's talking to Triple H on the headset or whatever. Looked like freaking there was a wardrobe malfunction with Charlotte. I just, I caught that out of the blue there. Um, guys, I'm going to be completely honest with you. The chemistry with all of these three women... Is not existent. Uh, that this freaking match was fucking horrible. Uh, I mean, it was it was to the point where it was sloppy, and again, the crowd didn't give a single fuck uh, for majority of the match. And and listen, I know I bash for justified reasons towards Charlotte, and, and we've said, talked about Charlotte a lot. She she's got to stop with the fucking moonsault, it's, it, guys. It's got to stop. This fucking moonsault once again, she hits it on the outside, doesn't connect. At all, I believe she hit it to to be to Bianca Belair or whatever, or maybe to both women. I believe didn't even come close to fucking connecting with them. Guys, like I'm done. I'm so sick of seeing that fucking moonsault to the point where I'm just like I'm just so disgusted with it because like you would think as good as as talented as we say she is, like she just does this moonsault and it just doesn't look believable. It just doesn't, and then it's just, it's just so fucking, it's just so annoying, man. Just, just had to bring that up. But, um, but yeah, but outside of that, again, the chemistry in this match was awful. It was sloppy at times. Belair gets injured in this match. Officials check on her. Obviously this is storyline driven or, you know, she's selling the injury, you know, Jessica pretending to throw up the X or whatever. Belair is getting carried out and then she ends up going back into the match. She's shoving referees and she's going back into the match. Um, she hits a 450 onto Charlotte Flair. Uh, Flair, of course, kicks out. Uh, Charlotte Flair then locks in the figure eight onto onto Bianca. Asuka spits mist into the face of Charlotte Flair. And then, guys, Bianca Belair wins this match via the awe-inspiring, the ultra-devastating, wait for it.
1: Roll up! Oh, thank you!
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah guys the the roll-up finish um Asuka gets fu- not charlotte because god forbid charlotte flair takes the fucking pinfall Asuka gets fucking rolled up and b and bianca belair is your new wwe women's champion but not so fast eo sky and uh and bailey they come out they take out both uh, Asuka and charlotte flair they also take out Bianca in the ring. Io Sky cashes in her contract. She hits that beautiful fucking moonsault. Charlotte, are you taking fucking notes? I fucking hope you are. She hits that beautiful moonsault. She cashes in her contract. She goes into the cover. One, two, three. And Io Sky is your new WWE Women's Champion. I'm just going to just jump straight into this. And Brian, I'll briefly get your your thoughts in just a second. So... I have two tallies for me this. Too. Here's my first tally. My first tally is going into the bad. Why? Because Asuka just being pushed to the fucking curb. That's why. Her getting rolled up and just being, to me, being so fucking dirty. Like, why can't Charlotte Flair take these fucking pinfalls? She's a 14 time champion. You book her as this fucking god. Like, she can't take a fucking pinfall. I, I I don't I don't understand it. It just and, and you roll her up. You roll Asuka up out of out of all fucking finishes. The match overall too was just fucking beyond just beyond bad. Uh, it's just this is why I don't like triple threats for the most yeah. part. However, however I'm about to give another tally, and this of course involves Io Sky cashing in this contract. And congratulations to Io Sky. That's not getting a good that's getting a great for EO sky. Um, and, and the moment of her cashing in this contract, this was legit guys out of the entire show. The only true big moment in this match or, or excuse me, in this, it's in this entire pay-per-view yeah. there haven't been a lot of moments. This was the only said moment and for EO sky and who knows where, where, where her, uh, where her title reign goes from here. I hope to God that it's treated as such do they do that? I highly doubt it because they haven't given me a reason to do such when it's people like EO and Bianca giving them a title reign that feels important. But for what this moment was EO Sky cashing in that contract, of course, Bel Air selling the, the whole leg injury or whatever. Um, Freaking love it. Uh, tremendous moment. And that's a moment that I'm sure a lot of wrestling fans are going to remember for the test of time. So the bad is Asuka getting rolled up, which was fucking horrendous. I feel so bad for Asuka, but at the same time, congratulations to EO Sky. Before, let me get a small clap for EO Ryan, my man, the floor is yours.
1: I'm with you, dude. I got two tallies for this one. I, I have a great and an ugly. Um, a great, obviously, for EO getting that moment, which was the biggest moment of the show. Like, crowd reaction, just in the moment, absolutely. The ugly is for the match itself, uh, was was not, you know, not anything to write home about. And coming out of this, like, again, we've been on here, like, if if I'm, you know, I always say, like, you know, prove me wrong. And if you prove me wrong, I can admit that, like, you know, whatever, but. I can see where this is going already, man. Like, we, we just talked about it on AEW, right? Like, you think because you, you throw the women in a main event with no storyline, and then you tell me, like, hey, see, they got the main event. It's the same thing with EO Sky here, and Asuka, and Bianca, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's it's, And this is where, like, I'm just done, like, giving the past, because we, we already know what's coming. Like, I guarantee you, yeah. eO Sky is not holding on to this title past the next pay-per-view. She's got a month. tops.
0: Oh yeah. Um, I mean I can I can definitely see yeah. that, thing, yeah.
1: And and with that like so you know the, the first challenger probably it's going to be a feud with Bianca since she pinned Bianca. Um we're not going to see Asuka versus Eo. It's it's not going to happen. It, it's not going to happen because no. um, I it, it's going to be Bianca and probably Charlotte well before you get to Asuka and she and EO mm-hmm. isn't holding on to the title that long. So no, that's they're,
0: where the it's it, it's going to be it's going be Io just in replace of Asuka and Charlotte Flair and Bianca are still going to be probably involved in this whole situation exactly. for exactly. the most part. Um.
1: So. so yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Where like I'm just. Yes, it was a beautiful moment for Eo. For that was fucking awesome, man. But to mm-hmm. to now believe that you're investing in her, that you're gonna put her in good shit and give her a little run, no the fuck they're not. I guarantee you they're not. And and that's that's yeah. where we're at with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So well, let us dive straight into this main event. So Brian, before we do so, let, let let's let us see your board since I have revealed so far yeah. my tallies. Uh, in regards to my board, my good and the bad and the ugly board. Here, so I got as we get into our main event, good,
1: three bad, four ugly.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And remember, guys, all those uglies gets crossed off into two bad. So it seems like I don't know, maybe me and Brian might have a different perspective in, in, in whether this is a good or bad pay-per-view. But let us finally get into the main event as maybe the main event will definitely dictate things of how or how this review ends up being. So let us dive straight into it. Our final match, our main event, was tribal combat. This was Roman Reigns, your tribal chief, versus Jay Uso uh, for the WWE Universal Title. Um, guys, match time was legit over a half hour, as we expected. We knew that, that these dudes were gonna give gonna give these dudes time as as they did. Um, match was very slow, very slow paced, as expected. Um, more slow paced than what I originally wanted. Uh, at some point, I was like, okay, like let's let's start kicking it in a little bit like i said i'm always a, I'm always a fan of slowing the pace down, but then there comes a time where you gotta pick it up just a tad bit, and I feel like it was slowed down just just a little bit too much, but hey uh, uh that maybe that's nitpicking. I don't know. um I'm gonna save most of most of this match, but pretty much it's just a lot of kendo stick shots, um pretty much from Roman reigns, a lot of chair shots from uh, from Jey Uso and loading steel chair shots. Paul Heyman is just like pretty much in tears and just like, you know, it's like, he loves you. He's your tribal chief. Don't do this. And like Paul Heyman's like getting emotional during the match. Um, you know, from Romans talking his shit, doing the crowd. I mean, the whole shtick we right. talked about between these, b- between the bloodline overall and Roman reigns as a whole, um, the fight brawls into the crowd. Of course, in tribal combat, there pretty much are no rules. Solo Sokoa gets involved. Um, he just, he, he does a, I think he calls it the spinning solo, uh, through, uh, to Jey Uso through, um, uh, through a table in, into the crowd. He starts dragging Jay back into the ring, uh, Roman Reigns. So now they're back into the ring. freaking Jey Uso's or Jey Uso's just pumping on adrenaline at this point. Roman Reigns accidentally spears solo. So solo Sokoa for now has been taken out of the equation. Jay spears Roman, but Roman kicks out. Jay unloads more chair shots to both Solo and Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns and Solo start to then argue, like, freaking Solo's like, dude, you speared the fuck out of me. What the fuck happened there, man? As this was like Solo's kind of like standing up for himself a little bit. I don't know if that's like a tease for what's to come moving forward with Solo. Um, But then Jay spears Roman through the barricade. uh, As I I had a feeling a barricade spot was going to happen. Usually they always do those spots, Brian. They always do those barricade spots. And they saved it. They saved it for this main event. Uh, Jay hits an Uso splash um, to Solo through the announce table. So that's pretty much took Solo out of the equation. Uh, A freaking fan had to help Jay Uso freaking get up on the barricade. I don't know if anybody saw that. I thought that was just kind of funny. And then, yeah, when it's all said and done, Jay Uso's going for for the W. He hits the Uso splash to Roman, goes for the cover. And Jimmy Uso, yes, Jimmy Uso drags Jay off of the cover as he reveals himself as he's wearing like a freaking he's wearing like the hood over his head and everything. He takes it off and reveals to be Jimmy Uso. And as he officially turns on his brother, he turns his back on Jay Uso, delivers a super kick for good measure. Um, And then Roman Reigns spears Jay Uso through the announce table and Roman Reigns wins this match. And retains his title. Jimmy Uso gets a big FU Jimmy Uso chant. And that is how uh, SummerSlam goes off the air with Roman Reigns once again victorious. So, Brian, your thoughts and your final tally to end this, uh to end this review. I,
1: I really don't know how to put this, uh, where to tally it. Um I will say, like, look, given all involved now, cut, you know, try to keep it short, like out of anybody in wrestling these people involved have my benefit of the of the doubt for sure it was a good match entertaining match but Mm -hmm. within this story within this three-year story this is the legit first time that i ever felt like what the fuck like (laughs) just two three weeks ago right it's it's jimmy telling jay no turn on this motherfucker like we're you know we're right and now it's Jimmy, yeah. come, you know, when there's been speculation about Rikishi or The Rock or anybody else getting involved or whatever. Um, I, I'm telling you, man, if if this starts to really go off the rails and get kind of ridiculous, mm-hmm. this is the moment you're mm-hmm. going to pull it back to. Like, yeah, it just doesn't, I don't know. I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. You know, we still need to hear the explanation and whatever. But really, the, this yeah. is the first time that I'm like man i don't know y'all y'all might have just fucked the story up a little bit here like this is real like what the fuck man
0: yeah
1: um so yeah that's where i'm at with it man um i mean i'll I'll, i guess i'll still give it a good because it is you know it's roman it's the bloodline it's it's been delivering but man uh, i don't know i don't know man (laughs) we'll see
0: yeah Um, so I'm going to make this short as sweet as I can here as I do want to wrap this up. So look, so I have, so here, I'm going to reveal my final tally here just to kind of wrap things up. So I have two, I also have two tallies for this. Number one is, yeah, like you mentioned, Brian, with the whole Jimmy turning on Jey Uso and how, yeah, it's really starting to become very, I don't want to say chaotic, but just kind of all over the place a little bit now. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. Obviously the moment was fine for what it was. And that's where I also, and the match of course was fine for what it was. I mean, the match was done tremendously well, Paul Heyman getting emotional and telling the story and all that stuff. So here are my final tallies overall, as I crossed off those two other uglies and also the other bads as well. So here are my final tallies here, as you guys can see. I have seven in the good, six in the bad. So overall, this pay-per-view, by the skin of their teeth with WWE. And maybe I woke up on the right side of the bed, I don't know. But for what this match was, uh, goes into the good column. And yes, for like you mentioned, Brian, of just being very skeptical of not knowing where this is now going with with Jimmy Uso turning uh, turning on Jay. However, it was a moment, a moment that, we didn't get a whole lot in the show outside of EO sky cashing in her right. briefcase. However, I'll give it a chance. I think that p- these people that have been involved in this story deserve the benefit of the doubt. So it, it's going to be interesting to see where, where it leads to. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I just hope, hopefully it just doesn't go off the rails, man, to where, yeah, like you mentioned, like with, with the whole thing with Jimmy and Jay and how the whole turn towards Roman reigns happened, you know, now you do this turn, and it's just like, okay, wh- where where are we going here? So that's why it gets a bad because of that. However, by the skin of their teeth, and thankfully this match was good for what it was, it, it goes into the uh, it goes into the good column. So, uh, Brian, I'll let you get your final thoughts and your final tallies, well, my man, as we wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, today,
1: Sunday, man. I'm just I'm just waking up, man. I, I'm 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 just holding people accountable long term. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at, dude. So. <laughs>
0: I love it, man. I freaking love it.
1: I got six good and 11 bad. Um, mm-hmm. And it's mostly, again, it's it, for me, the bad, the, the good is every single wrestler out there performed their ass off. It's not an attack on any individual yeah. wrestler or how they perform their match per se. That was all legit and good. It's legit, all storyline driven. And and when you tell me like, okay, you give, give this great moment to EO, but I know you're not investing in her. So at the end of the day, who gives a shit, who gives a fuck? Cause you're not going to do yeah, anything with it. Exactly. And, and the, yeah. the bloodline story, like I've said this from the beginning, like you're telling it for so long and it should have ended back at mania. And now you just have to continue, continue the story. And now you get into shit like this, that just is starting to, like you exactly. said, get chaotic. So
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that is it, man. That is gonna do it for today's uh today's review. This was WWE Summerslam August 5th, 2023, live in Detroit, Michigan. So so it looks like it's another review. I think we did this last time, Brian. We were both on both ends of right. the spectrum. This this pay-per-view, I have it as a good pay-per-view, and for you, it's it's a bad pay-per-view. And hey, and for those people who did think it was bad, I I I don't second guess that at all because again, the little things about the match, the main event, the little things, of course, with Asuka, like we mentioned, the things with with, with uh with Bianca, and of course we talked about with Cody and, and Brock. So I can see people feeling a certain type of way. If people thought it was bad, I I, I would not argue with you in the slightest yeah. at all. Um because of like I said things that we've mentioned. However, there was a lot of good that I think that deserves to be showcased. And and again it's not like this was you know the good more good outweighed the bad by a major portion of, of the show just sneaked by for me, at least by one tally. So it's not like I was definitive uh, or this, this board or this review was, uh, you know, was a landslide here, but still for what this show was, at least for my end, just sneaks into the good, where it goes from here. Well, that's a different story. And that remains. And let me just scene,
1: clarify so. real quick. Like I don't overall think this was a bad paper pay-per-view necessarily. It's just that this is the second biggest one of the year. And, yeah you know, it has high expectations right. high man. expectations uh, i think storylines here were shit and you know no yeah. returns you know no nothing so yeah
0: exactly exactly so we'll see um and of course we have next week we have we are going to be reviewing raw and smackdown the shows the post uh, SummerSlam shows are there going to be some big re- returns uh what other you know feuds are going to be kicking into high gear well we'll find that out Uh, When the time comes so but thank you guys so much for tuning into this review. Our first SummerSlam review is in the books. This was a lot of fun. This was tremendous. And this of course many more SummerSlam and many more pay-per-view reviews uh, to come. So make sure you guys stay tuned for our next show, which is going to be on Thursday. And of course, we got a W all in we got a W all out coming up. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. And of course, we will talk all about uh, raw and Smackdown next week as well as our top five uh, list or five, top five wrestlers of the week uh, in regards to uh, everything, the post-show, uh, post uh, post-shows, show, post I should say, for WWE SummerSlam. So there's still a lot to get into, a lot of content to be created, and a lots of stuff to get into as well. So make sure you guys stay tuned for all of that. Make sure you guys stay tuned or follow us on our social medias. Make sure you follow us or join our Facebook group, as well as follow us on Instagram and TikTok. That is Ruthless underscore Talk. So make sure you guys stay tuned for all of that. And make sure, of course, you know, stay tuned for more episodes to come. That is going to do it for today's episode, everybody. My name is James Porcelli. And your boys are signing off saying salutes. And take care, everybody. Thank you.